You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, good-looking, because you're always looking for and finding the good. You have good and abundance, because you have tuned in, consciously and conscientiously, to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore. And you tuned in for one reason and one reason only. And it's the best reason in the whole world, because you care the most in the entire world about you. Y-O-U, which is wonderful, by the way, because when you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges. You create more harmony, more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And today we're going to be discussing in depth this whole idea of really blossoming in oneself because we're going to deal with a wonderful fellow who himself blossomed. Because he moved from pessimist, not too much to optimist, but to realist. Because when you're a realist, you realize that the world is real. And when you deal with the world as a reality, you can live in joy daily, no matter the circumstances. Now, that's a great plug, of course, for my wonderful book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, How to Teach People with 11 Strategies to Live in Joy Daily, No Matter the Circumstances. And it's yours for free as an ebook. And we'll discuss that a little bit later. So just enjoy. Enjoy the process of being involved with the Joy of Living podcast, where we discuss the three fundamentals of life. Because, you know, when you work with the three fundamentals of life, you become happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? Now, the three fundamentals, of course, are number one, life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. In this case, it's good number two. You go mad. Now, mad is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. Now, the third fundamental is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simplest example, right now, this show is being carried around the world. More than 348,000 people at this very moment are watching or listening to the show. And by the time we bring on our guests in just a few minutes, there'll be over 350,000, maybe 360,000 people. And thank you for that, because always 320, 330,000 people. And you're telling your family and friends, and we're just building the audience. Pretty soon, we might get to a million people listening on a regular basis. So I thank you so much. And the idea of the internet, which is what's just carried, if you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, they'll tell you, with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. WWW stands for what a wonderful world. And what is a word, right? W-H-A-T-A. And a huge thank you to Louis Armstrong Satchmo for enabling that song to go viral and not just touch tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet are singing what a wonderful world. And we never even hear the opening bars of that song. What do you do right away? You can't help but you smile. Now, smile is one of the greatest words that you could ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life because smile is an acronym that stands for seeing, 
miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, when I'm speaking to people and talking about seeing miracles in life, people raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I haven't been up for hours where I've seen any miracles. And I ask them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Family, a place to sleep? Friends, every single one of those is a miracle. What's the proof? Simplest proof. A million plus people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or listening, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full, to live life exuberantly. So imagine the following. Story Barry Shore. Standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and in the evening in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. That's me. Not an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, a rare disease which I never heard of the day before took over my body and rendered me what's called a quadriplegic. Nothing in my body moved my neck down. All I could do was communicate with my eyes by blinking. 144 days in the hospital, two years in a hospital bed in my own home I couldn't turn over by myself, four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles. That was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. I have help 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of this one word, smile, seeing miracles in life every day. I can tell you a quick story. <laughs> My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? I thought about it. Smile, smile, sounds the same. Why not? I asked her how come. She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. You hear that? An eight-year-old out of the mouth of babes. Well, what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. Now, CREATE is a wonderful acronym that stands for Causing Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. Rethinking, Neurolinguistic Programming, Shifting Your Perspective. Now, I got to tell you where this word shift, by the way, just as an aside, I work with thousands and thousands of people. And over the years, 96% of the people can't pronounce or don't pronounce the F in shift and the other stuff happens. You got to be F and careful with your Fs. Shift can happen. Otherwise, the other stuff happens. Now, listen to the six most important words, either internalize, utilize, and leverage in life. And when you internalize these and use these, this will make the shift possible. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. But I got to warn everybody in advance. I'm warning our wonderful guest, Michael, that I do use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word. I do it because it's fun and the shock value. Now, of course, we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. So the four-letter words that we use are life, love, hope, grow, free, gift, play, pray, swim, mind. <laughs> and the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes. F-U capital N capital N, two N's. So after the show, when you see your family and friends, you have a twinkling eye, a smile on your face, you know, remember what that stands for. Point your finger and say, F you, everybody. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. Say, where'd you get that? So I listen to Barry Shore, The Joy of Living. He wants to teach the world to F you. 
capital N, capital N, who allow you to have a conversation about all the things that we're going to be discussing today. And it's really amazing because Michael is a fabulous, amazing being who transformed himself, will help transform you. Before we bring him, I just want to urge everybody to do something powerful for you, your family, your friends, and all living beings. I want you to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously from now and the rest of your life. And these two words are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is a quote of saying, read in his writing, be kind whenever possible. And he said, it's always possible. Imagine you go into the coffee shop, you answer, order your fancy latte. Somebody brings it to you, you say, thank you. You walk in the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you wait a couple of minutes, nobody brings you, you go to the counter and say, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. Sit down, somebody brings it to you, you still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out. Somebody holds the door on you, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out, somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're in traffic, you're late for an appointment and you get cut off. You say, thank you. Get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, not that other thing, you say, thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a fabulous word that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. And there's nobody right now that I would like to share with you that inspires noble deeds other than like the wonderful Michael Gordon. Michael, please say hello to 362,823 people around the world. Hello, how, how are you? And thank you for having me. <laughs> He's being low to you on purpose. <laughs> that was wonderful. When was the last time somebody said F you to you and you laughed? Oh, man, I don't know that that's happened uh, in my memory, but I've certainly <laughs> thought it before um, and, and held my tongue. So I'm, I'm working on replacing the F you with a thank you. Thank you. Love it. Okay, we're just going to jump right in. And those of you who are watching, by the way, get the opportunity to see Michael is a very charming, pleasant, handsome man who exudes everything we're going to be talking about today. And if you're not, you're only listening, you have to take my word for it. Because one of the reasons that I am really happy that Michael was with us and accepted the invitation to join and, and be sharing with many the hundreds of thousands of people around the world who are listening from all kinds of different cultures i'm just going to tell you two three little points about michael number one he is a former derivatives trader so most people in the world can't spell derivatives michael but i'll just tell them basically it means a very pressured business existence that's what a derivatives trader is in a very pressured environment that's number one he's also an entrepreneur by definition it's pressure and he's also thank god a husband and a father pressure <laughs> <laughs> so he lived with pressure and he's moved himself from being what he describes himself as a type a personality which in and of itself is works with pressure very well, except that it makes more pressure. But he went from type A slash pessimist, again, he's saying there's not me, to living a more joyful life. So that's why I invited him onto the Joy of Living podcast, because where else are you going to be able to tell a story of being in a world like a pressure cooker and now living a joyful life, still earning good money 
but doing it on your own terms. So let's just jump right in, Michael, and tell us what it was like prior and what is it like now? Sure. So, um, yeah, being a derivatives trader is a very high pressure job. You're making basically it, it's a, it's very much akin to, to gambling professionally. Uh, you're trading financial instruments and making decisions on a minute by minute basis for making and losing a lot of money uh, at one time. You're always switched on um, and you have to have a very sort of um, if they have a very, the mindset of you are going to, you're just going to make it no matter what. And so that, that was me. I was, I was trying to do that. Um, and to the point where I was really neglecting my health to the point where I, I, I mentally was saying, I'm going to die in this chair <laughs> in front of these screens doing this job simply because, you know, quitting in my, in my, in my mental makeup, at that time, you know, just wasn't an option, right? Like it was, I couldn't think of anything else to do. I just had to make it. I had to be on this linear path of, of progression um, personally. And, um, you know, there, there was a, there's been a couple of shifts over time, but uh, which we can go into. But today I figured out a way to sort of from that moment, really think long term about, you know, I'm, I'm not just. 28 years old at the time, like, you know, I'm going to be around for a lot longer than that. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to enjoy some of this ride. Uh, you know, so how do I, how do I design a life that creates, you know, joy and abundance for, for me, of course, but as I'm starting to plan a family at that time and thinking about the people that I, that I love and want to interact with over a long-term basis, like things need to change and how do I sort of design design that, that life holistically, where I can still go after the things that I want to go after professionally and get fulfillment that way, but enjoy the entire process. The, the, the enjoyment of the process was not really like in my vocabulary at all at that point in time. So let me, let's unpack a few things. I wrote, I made some notes. And by the way, uh, I don't urge people to make notes. What I urge you to do is just listen, lean in. Anything you and everything you want to know about Michael, and there's a lot to know, and it's all wonderful. Just go to my website, www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com. Everything about Michael will be there, and, it, and it's just great stuff because he's a great guy. That's the point. I want to unpack a few things though that you said because they are truly of note for every single person listening. Again, hundreds of thousands of people, and I urge everybody, share this with just five people who have, will touch a million and a half lives. Um, I'm gonna tell you a funny little insight. I had a number of friends when I was growing up uh, in my 20s, and I was, in, I was a trader also, but in a different kind of business. So it was uh, a lot less pressure than derivatives and options and things like that. <laughs> but um, I told people, anybody, I said, if the kind of trader that you are, take the same letters and it spells the word retard. Now, I know you don't like to use the word retard these days, but that's what you really are. If you're a trader in the pit <laughs> or in, or like you said, sitting in front of screens and it's moment to moment stuff and it's eating you up, you can't even eat because you might miss something and these kind of stuff. Well, that's a retard. You know, that, that's, a, that's not a life. 
So there was a point, and I'm not sure if you can even detail if it was a particular day, a particular day of the week, it was a time. In other words, was it so memorable that you just said, and it may have come after a huge win or may have come after a huge loss, or it may not have, it just may have been. But you use these wonderful words. I want to design a life. So I want to go deeper into that because that says, you know something? I recognize that in front of the screen, I'm not in charge. But guess what? If I'm away from the screen, I am in charge. This is my life. Therefore, I can design a life. What a wonderful, liberating, thoughtful process. So I'd like to go deeper and ask you, was, was there a triggering event that made you sort of push away from the desk in the screens and say, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, there, there actually was. Um, and it might not be your typical like shock moment, but it actually came from, from reading. So uh, one of my favorite books is called The Art of Learning by Josh Watskin, who is actually the subject matter for the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer, the chess, child chess prodigy. So oh, Josh a was, a, was a, pr a chess prodigy? Correct. And he is literally Bobby Fischer in the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer. Uh, oh. Yeah. Child chess prodigy. And then went on to become um, like a Brazilian martial arts uh, champion, Tai Chi push hands um, competition. Like he, he's just he's just a learning machine. So anyway, he I was reading his book at the time. So this is, I think, 2009 in the midst of the entire financial crisis, the bottom of the stock market. And, and I'm, you know, I'm at my wits end. Um, I read this chapter called investing in loss from that book. And it was a complete, you talk about the word shift. This was a complete mind shift perspective shift for me when I read this. So what it is, what investing in loss essentially means is that in order to make like a really big leap in progress or growth, oftentimes you have to take a step back, go backwards. And that sort of loss, if you will, I put that word in quotation marks, um, that loss of, you know, linear progress from whatever path that you were on is actually an investment. It's an investment in yourself. It's an investment in doing something new, learning a new skill set, uh, creating a new opportunity for you, whatever it might be that gets you off of one path into another path. And the, the moment I read that, I actually quit my job. I believe it was the very next day. If it wasn't the very next day, it was within three days. I quit my job as a trader. It, it was just this profound permission to say, like, you're in control um, and you get to decide, right? You don't have to frame this as quitting. You can frame this as an investment in your future self. And it was just so profound um, that I've tried to take that lesson with me every single time I've had to change something or every time I face an obstacle and tried to learn um, something new. This is an investment in me and I'm my biggest asset. Um, a lot of people talk about their homes or their cars or their stock portfolios. No, that's that, none of that's true. You are your biggest asset. And you need to start thinking about investing in yourself on a continuous basis to get where you need to go. So I, 
First of all, I applaud you on that, mentioning the book, The Art of Learning. Again, it's all going to be on barryshaw.com. Invest in loss. Uh, as you can imagine, I mentioned of, of my situation in the beginning going completely healthy in the morning and completely paralyzed in the evening. So yes, I was deeply invested in my loss. It took a while <laughs> to get through the, the angst, but I was deeply invested in my loss and still am. So uh, just as a short piece, and most everybody who's been listening to this for a while, thank God we've had people on for, with us for a few years now. Matter of fact, this is only my third year. We have over 4 million downloads. We have hundreds of thousands of people listening. So they know the story that now I am a swimmer. I swim two miles a day, six days a week. I have over 8,700 plus miles. I'm a third of the way around the world. And my goal is to swim around the world. So talk about a profound permission shift. I just want to mention something that, that I find very much fun. So there, there was a, um, a nasty woman who actually is in the House of Representatives of the United States of America. She said, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Well, she was right, but she was so wrong because she's nasty. She was coming from an evil place. But I'm here to tell you that there's a, a wonderful man named Ben Franklin who's on the $100 bill in the United States. And by the way, the $100 bill is the most sought after currency in, around the world. I mean, I've traveled around the world several times. Anywhere you go in the world, people want that Benjamin. But here's the point of Benjamin Franklin, one of his greatest quotes. It is the following, empty your purse into your mind. Empty your purse. In other words, we're gonna invest something it goes into your mindset. So you said it so eloquently and elegantly. People talk about their biggest asset, the home, the car, or their stock portfolio, bond, whatever it is. It's not. I don't want to say wrong, but it's it's so off base that if you were off base that much, the pitcher would throw you out, right? <laughs> yeah, you get and picked off. By the way, that's an inside baseball gig. So not everybody in the world, because we have people from all over the world who don't know American baseball that well. So I, I, I think that was pretty cool, Michael. But anyway, the, the point is that it, it's off. Those, those are not really even assets. The real biggest asset that you have is yourself. The next greatest asset is family, friends, relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Those are true assets. The other things come and go. I mean, you were a derivatives trader. You know, that stuff can go away in a moment, in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's the nature of that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the being, then Ben Franklin was right. And Ben Franklin, by the way, was, I think, the second or third wealthiest uh, person in the then, not yet, United States of America, which is also that fascinating because when he signed the Declaration of Independence, as he said with his other fellow signers, um, if we lose, we get hanged. <laughs> you know? yep. And you know, it wasn't as if he was just this poor guy saying, hey, get nothing to lose. On the contrary, everything. And that's what you did. When you said, I'm not going to be a derivatives trader anymore, it wasn't just, oh, I think I'll quit my job. No, you were designing your life. I mean, I'm just so enamored of that line. I love it. You are about to design your life. You recognize that it's yours to do with. So let's let's go deeper. Tell us more about that. How old were you? And what was the process that you began to use after you're using the art of learning? Okay, now what do you do now? 
Yeah. So I was, let's see, I'm about, I must be about 27 at that point in time. Um, and living in Chicago, which is a, you know, big bustling city. Um, don't have any kids yet. Uh, have a new wife, um, at that time. And, you know, it was, I think that permission was just, it it cleared the fog for me to just start thinking long-term. And as I, as I, basically what I did was I took the summer off, I quit my job and I took the summer off and I really didn't do anything. I applied to business school, um, as kind of a transition, right. But that wasn't going to start till the fall. So, uh, over that summer, I basically just started thinking about, and I did a lot of reading at the time, a lot of self-reliance, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, and that kind of thing. And I just started to really try to think about like, what are the things that I actually control in this whole deal? And what do I not? Right. And I think the, the postmortem from my time in as a trader was one, yeah, a huge high pressure situation, lots of adrenaline, really hard on the body, hard on the mind. But you know what? Like, I also had mindset issues in there too. Um, I'd get really upset when things didn't go my way. Um, that would bleed over, you know, into other areas of my life where I was just tense and, and it was really hard for me to see like the good in things. Um, I would always sort of be that pessimist, like, the, you know, you, it, being the, on the wall in the wall street, game, the derivatives trading game, like you can, it's really easy to be super cynical. <laughs> you kind of see the underbelly of things. You see how things can get manipulated and, and whatnot. And so that was all in my psyche. But I realized like, you know, okay, I'm not going to be a victim of that. I'm, I'm not very sure. I didn't have some, some disease attack me. I have four limbs. I, you know, like there's a lot to be, to be really thankful for. And I think, and I had a friend that did some journaling and, um, you know, gratitude journaling was it big into that. And I didn't understand it. I didn't really know about it. Talk to him. And, and I, what I did is I just set out a process. So you mentioned Benjamin Franklin. I mean, he's so famous for his, his process Franklin of, of, and, and of getting better, like how he, how he learned things and how he developed habits. Right. And, and I had read his, I had read his biography and a lot of his writings when I was even younger, you know, I mean, 18, 19, 20. And so I just created a system for myself. It's actually, these are my, these are my two notebooks that I, that I use. Right. I so keep, I, keep if them. you're watching, by the way, this is really cool. If you're watching, Michael is holding up two notebooks. <laughs> and if you're not watching, I'm telling you, he's holding up two notebooks. Yep. So tell so us about the, these notebooks. Yeah. So these are the two notebooks I said. I basically said I need to I need to change how I think in everyday life and I need to um, have more, I guess, gratitude and consideration for just the process and journey that I'm on in terms of being like a human being. Right. I think uh, derivatives trading, I was like, I always have to be right. And post derivatives trading, it was like, no, I'm a human. Like I'm figuring this stuff out. So these two journals, one is literally called the 365 to positive project. And so it's three, 365 days of essentially me journaling. I commit to a positive attitude today. I do like, I have the serenity prayer in here. I have like a, you know, 
just effing do it. Um, and just like every single day writing that kind of thing. And then tracking. Way, see, that, that F makes all the difference because without that <laughs> F in the word shift, the other stuff happens, right? Right. You got to keep your F and Fs in place. And then I and then I just tracked some behaviors. And honestly, looking at this, I, I have some initials and I don't exactly remember off the top of my head what they were. But one of them is just like, uh, you know, a positive interaction. And I just basically tallied them in the days. And I did that every single day. Uh, this is 2012-ish, 10, 2010. Um, and... So that was one. I just, the process of every single day, like taking five minutes and being positive, like committing to a positive attitude and trying to find things in your day, the little things, right. That are, that are joyful and, and grateful. So the other one was I created a success journal, um, where I basically every single day I, I, I wanted to do three things. <laughs> I wanted to basically look at my this goal sheet that I had, I wanted to look at it every single day. I needed to read something that I enjoyed, a part of a book or whatever it might be. And I needed to write and do my journaling and write ideas and all that. So I had to do those three things every single day and then just write amazing things that happened, you know, during the day. So I have things in here like I gave a, a friend a really good idea for a Twitter Q&A idea and he loved it. I helped somebody figure out um, how to take their idea into a into a strategy call for a client. You know, just really little things along the way. Um, and I just wrote them down every single day. And I keep these. You know, this was this was a lot of years ago now, uh, twelve years ago or so. And I and I keep them just as a reminder. And then when I've kind of fallen off of off the wagon, and I find myself in a little bit of a a rut, I'll break out that idea of like, just get on that gratitude journal again. I actually just bought some for my kids and I'm starting it with them as well. Um, and that oftentimes works. It, it's amazing. And I didn't believe it at the time that it would. Okay. This is so wonderful. Let me ask you <laughs> a few things because we're yeah. going to go to a break in just a little bit, but I want to make sure that everybody understands that Michael discovered what I call the who, how, and why, who stands for, Winners help others. Because as you did, you said, hey, I gave a great idea to somebody, right? How stands for help others win. And why stands for winners help wisely. And that's what you did. And what happens is when you do these things, when you are in how, who, and why, then by definition, this is how life works, you create the law of attraction. It has to have success. It cannot be any other way. So we're going to just pause right here because stay with us. There's more Michael on the other side of this break. People love the show. They love advertising with us. So pay attention to these advertisers and use them because when we come back, we're going to go deep with Mr. Michael Garden. He's going to talk to us about the break and career cloud and what he's doing and then quote book because it all is of one piece and it's all built around this wonderful idea called joy <laughs> we'll be right back after this brief message opportunity what an opportunity i'm going to use two four-letter words right now free gift free gift yes 
you can have a copy of my best-selling book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, the ebook version for absolutely free. All you have to do is send an email to me, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at barryshore.com, and in the heading, the subject line, just write, free gift. <laughs> it's as easy as that. This is a life changing life enhancing opportunity barry at barryshore.com you'll be glad you did thank you thank you thank you free gift do it now take the action make it happen right now best wishes bye imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet honest Pets.co. Well, you found it. Honestpets.co. Not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co honestpets.co. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings and good looking people. Remember, you're good looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Our cup runneth over with good Michael Gardon, G-A-R-D-O-N, is with us today. And he is a wondrous being who himself went through difficult pessimistic type a situations and realize that that is not the best use of life and he designed his own life and he's living it to the full and he understood that the three main pillars the drivers for such success are number one to read every day in something positive purposeful powerful and pleasant and to journal every day something positive purposeful powerful and pleasant and writing something else that could be of benefit to either himself or somebody else every single day can just take a few minutes. And Michael's back with us again because he went from pessimist type A into living, I wouldn't call him a type B or type C, he's still a type A, into living a joy-filled existence with a wonderful wife and kids and living really for the purpose of being of service in life. So let's talk about the break. And let's talk about what you do. And then I want to go to the quote book before we finish this session. Let's just talk about now what it is that you're doing now with helping your former self and other people through the break. And how does that make you any money? And what happens with that? Sure. So, um, you know, I after trading and all of that kind of stuff, I, I, cont- I went on the entrepreneurial path. And... Uh, what I do today is I actually am the CEO of a company called Rejoin Media, which is a holding company for digital brands and businesses. Basically buy websites, web-based businesses, or create them from scratch and hold them as operating companies 
And that all came through the realization that I wanted to design my life, right? Like I, I had been, um, I had previously also uh, raised a whole bunch of venture capital money for another company. I didn't want to do that anymore. I needed to basically build a lifestyle that gave me a creative outlet and played second fiddle to my wife's career. My wife's a doctor. She's a neurologist. Her, her career comes first. And then, of course, I have kids. So I went on this path and created this strategy of buying and owning uh, web-based businesses. The two that I really am super passionate about in this portfolio is number one, uh, my website called careercloud.com. Um, that is a website that helps people um, who are job hunting, need resume help, um, just navigating the labor market and finding out what they want to do and all that kind of stuff. Attached to that, in, in that business, I'm the host of the Career Cloud Radio podcast. Barry's been on. We had an amazing time and conversation. And I use that podcast really to help inspire people who are thinking about um, a career change to hear stories from other people who have from all walks of life and really broaden their horizons on what they could possibly do to earn a living. Because as I say, you don't need a job, you need a revenue source. And that's another big mindset shift that people that, that I help bring to people because in this day and age, you can do a lot of things creatively to earn a living and it is, it doesn't necessarily have to be a job at a company. So I do those, those two things. And, and then also attached to a uh, career cloud is a newsletter that I write every Wednesday called The Break. And this idea really comes from the from my past and the struggles that I had in terms of breaking down my mental constructs and breaking the idea of work um, to create this a, a holistic life that really serves you. So I've done some corporate uh, work I figured out a path to get out of that as well and engineered this life where I'm, I'm at home. Um, I get to do things like talk to Barry and other guests on, on my show and have a lot of fun creatively. But, you know, I've got three kids and I've got remote employees all over the country. And if something happens with one of the kids, I'm thankful that I can be the one that the school calls to go pick them up because I've designed flexibility, you know, into my life. In the summers, we have open office hours with where my kids can actually come into my office here in my home and I'll stop whatever I'm doing and we will just have some really cool jam sessions. They're actually in the middle of trying to start a YouTube channel right now, which is really funny. Um, so I've just tried to design all of these, you know, a, a design a life around work. And that's what I'm trying to help people understand and realize through my work with career cloud and the break. And so, um, you know, if anybody wants to, to learn more, they can go to my personal website, which is michaelgarden.com and or careercloud.com and find those resources there. So let, let's pause here because <clears throat> you and I live in the United States of America. Yes. By definition, the most opportunity laden country in the world, in the history of the world. It is not the same by any stretch of the imagination, even in Europe or the United Kingdom or Canada or Australia or New Zealand, which are all sort of English speaking countries and far less so in Latin America or in Africa or in, in Asia. And yet things are shifting. 
things are shifting. What Michael is talking about, and I just want, because I'm now speaking to myself, and I'm speaking, thank God, to hundreds of thousands of people throughout the world who don't live in the United States, who don't necessarily have the, the true freedoms that we do have here as much as they're being constricted day by day. But the point is that everything that we're talking about is still available to you because it has to do with mindset. If I had to say something in your language, Michael, I think you'd agree. It's really about mindset. Designing your life is, is great. You can do it on paper, but it's really about what your mindset is. Are you entrepreneurial? And by the way, you can be an entrepreneur even if you work for somebody. Matter of fact, I encourage when people come to me and ask me questions about life and things like that, I say, well, what do you do? He said, well, I work for so-and-so. I said, really? I didn't know that. I thought you worked for you. And they said, huh, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, but no, no, I might get my, no. When you first understand that you work for you, like Michael did, he thought he was a trader, a derivatives trader in the pit and in front of screens. And these things are happening and died of bits and all kinds of, he made a million and a half dollars one day. Okay. So he lost a million the next day, but okay. And then cynical, he wasn't working for him. His mind was in the wrong place. His mind was in an asset place that was built upon different kinds of assets. So once you do the shift, as he's pointed out to us, and it all happens, by the way, with reading. Reading is, in my humble opinion, a key. I have a great quote from a person who everybody knows. I won't mention the person's name, but he, he wrote this uh, many, many years ago, I think 65, 70 years ago. He said, I read myself out of poverty before I made my first million. You hear that, everybody? I read myself out of poverty. Because poverty of the mind is really the greatest difficulty, the greatest poverty in the world. I think you'd agree with that, Michael, right? And that's really why I applaud you and what you're doing with Career Cloud and the break and enabling people to understand, well, wait a minute, what, what are, I'm sure they ask you, but, but, but what if it doesn't work out? And you're saying, okay, that's called invest in loss. In other words, you don't just have an answer for them you have a way to help people. That's really what you're about. Let's talk about the, the quote book for a bit, only because I, I find it so wondrous. It is, it's a, an extension of your whole being. And, it, and tell us how it came about. And, and as I said, I celebrate it. I use it now. I love it. I urge people all over the world, order it, get it, use it. It's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, so uh, again, quote book just fits in sort of my overall portfolio of, of businesses, but it, it's actually, uh, it, it's really a, something that my wife and I started when we were living in Chicago before we were married. Um, she was working hard at medical school and I was working hard and we, we needed something to just like commemorate the small moments that we had together. And we always love making each other laugh. And my wife is really funny. She doesn't try to be, but she's really funny. And um, we just started one day writing down the, the quotes of, of our life that made each other laugh. Uh, this was like 2006 in a blue spiral bound notebook. And, and we just kept it up. And then as we had kids and I have three boys now, which are ages 10, 8 and 5, you know, we, we started doing it with the kids as well. 
And it's just so much fun. It's so funny. It's a way to just remember the little moments in life um, and kind of come back to them. And over, I had always in the back of my mind, like, you know, I should make this into an actual product um, instead of just writing this down in a, in a little raggedy notebook, like make it a, a thing that people would be proud to display on their kitchen tables or whatever it is and, and build this habit in their families because it's just brought us so, so much joy. And so over COVID, I said, well, forget it. Like, let's, I just got to do it. I put it on, I put it on the shelf, you know, the idea on the shelf for too long. I said, I, my kids here, they can help me. I can teach them how to, how to build a product, how to build a company, design something, you know, what is investment? How do you pay for things and get designers to help you and source books and all that kind of stuff. So we did it as a big experiment. Um, and I, I think it has brought our, the, the, the habit of writing, you don't have to, you don't have to buy this book, right? You can go get a notebook and you can just write down the memorable quotes that happened in your relationships, when they happened, who said it, what was going on at the time. And you're instantly pulled back into that moment. I just think like we, we forget so much stuff that happens. And this is just a way for our, to build a habit around capturing tiny moments in life that really end up making your entire life. And so we, we, you know, we built it into a product. We sell them on the website. We sell them on Etsy. It's going to be in Amazon soon. We've been written up on CNN.com. We've been written up on FoxNews.com as well. Um, I give them away. I, I, I carry some in my bag when I, I'm a, I work out of this office and I work out of coffee shops around town and I, I bring them in my bag. And if I see, you know, a mom, and toting around a little toddler or something like that, I'll just stop and I'll give give them one. And I'll say, hey, this is what my family does. We created this. You'll see a message from our family in this book uh, you know, to you. And this is what we do. And it's just a way to spread joy and love. And I don't care if I make a dime off of those, right? Like, it doesn't matter. It's about putting a good intention into the world. I give them away to all of my guests that, ha that I have on my podcast. I have because, one. I have yep. one. We, we love it. <laughs> yep. Barry's got one. They're a fantastic gift. Um, I actually started I, I before I built, I had the book, I, I would go to weddings and I would um, give a like a nice moleskin notebook to the bride and groom and write a personal note on there about how we use it and how it's you know enhanced our lives. And if my wife and I have a fight, we open up the book and we start to laugh again and we get over whatever trivial thing we were um we were fighting about as sort of like a, you know, an old married couples uh, <laughs> bestowing their wisdom mm -hmm. on, on the young, on the young couple. So I think it's a great gift for all sorts of, uh, you know, different occasions, weddings, mother's day, uh, new, new parents to be that kind of thing. Uh, so that's, that's quote book. It looks like this, um, you know, it, it, you open it up and it's just got basically all sorts of uh, spots for you to, record your life. And I, I, frankly, I can't wait to open up mine when my kids have kids and I have grandkids and I can't wait to open up this thing with them as a keepsake and show my grandkids all of the crazy stuff that, that their uh, fathers said when they were young. <laughs> it is so enlivening. And again, this is something that is not <clears throat> confined to the United States of America. So if you can get the book anywhere in the world, that's great. And if for whatever reason you can't, just begin with a notebook. But use yeah. the the process, the idea. Because, see, what Michael is talking about, um, 
Are you familiar with the term ESP? So if I, when I mention ESP, most people, if they even heard of it, think it means extrasensory perception. But we know, Michael, that ESP really stands for everyday simple pleasures. The real essence of life is ESP, everyday simple pleasures. And the quote book fills that to the T because that's <laughs> really what it's about. It's the ability to capture a moment and revert, go back to it maybe a month later, two months later, six years later, say, oh, yeah, wow, I remember that. That was so, <laughs> or you said that, oh, come on. And it just revitalizes everything because what happens in life, and this is where I want to go back to how we began the show, you as a type A and then becoming pessimistic as a derivatives trader, see, life goes too fast. And the ability to what I say is to slow life down, to slow down life to the speed of life. So it's not going like the A train in Chicago, you know, on the L and just speeding by something. So it becomes a blur. It's the ability to, to slow things down to the speed of life that really makes a difference. And you've got to use the words that Michael has shared with us today. One of them is design a life. Now, it sounds so interesting, but you can do that? Well, Michael's saying, yes, you can do that, especially when you work with the two most powerful forces in the world, love and gratitude. And that, because you mentioned gratitude through all of this. And love, of course, is the overarching idea that you have, thank God, a wonderful wife and three children, and that that is what animates your family. It's love and it's gratitude. And you've designed your life, as you said so wonderfully, to have revenue sources, not a job. Job is, is, by the way, if you want to still be in a job, that's up to you. But just don't think that you're in a job, right? This is the shift of the mindset. Am I correct? I'm just riffing off what you're saying here. It's Absolutely. the ability to recognize that even if you receive a paycheck or a pay stub from a company, you're not an employee. You're your own boss. And when that happens, at some point, you may decide to stay at that company as your own boss. But if you keep reading, keep growing, guess what? You may decide to do what Michael says and take a break and a new career and design your own life. So let's go deep into one thing before we... we um, our time goes by too fast here. This is amazing. Uh, I want to mention something to you that I know one of the people that you really admire in the world is Ray Dalio. Yeah. Uh, one of the most successful hedge fund operators in the world, maybe the. And part of the reason that he's so successful, I'm going to tell, say two things about him. Everybody should look it up. Ray Dalio, D-A-I-L-O. Um, in addition to his book called Principles, he said something, um, I've heard him say it in, in person, actually, and in recordings and such also, that when he learned how to meditate, that's what made all the difference in his life. So I'm thinking of you, Michael, sitting in front of these screens, going crazy, drinking coffee, and then just, you know, deep into type A pessimist and not realizing that you could have been meditating because it's the meditation that, as Ray says, saved his life. Not only saved his life, enabled him to become 
one of the most successful in terms of money, one of the most successful wealthy people in the history of trading. And he has this great uh, quote, which you and I both like, pain, which you went through, <laughs> plus reflection, which I think is, is in when you said about invest in loss, pain plus reflection can equal progress. So we only have a few more minutes, but I'd like you to just speak to that because I, I believe it's really an encapsulation of what we've been talking about today. Yeah, I think um, we all go through pain and the pain is wasted if it's not reflected upon. So looking back, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back at my journey, I was going through a lot of pain, um, physical and mental pain. And when I quit and I just took the summer off to decompress and I wrote every day about that experience and I reflected on that, right? Like that was the, you can't always, the funny thing is you can't always just put your finger on what the issue was, right? You need to clear space. You need to, you need to have a different angle of view on your situation. And that can come really quick and it can come slowly, but there's gotta be some process of reflection of you taking time out. For, for me, it was like, I just had to take the whole dang summer off. <laughs> um, and for others, it's no, I'm, I'm going to take 30 minutes a day or whatever and think about this one problem, or I'm going to go to bed thinking about this one problem and my subconscious is going to take over whatever it is. There, there's the, the reflection on the pain. Why did it happen? What can be learned from it? What can, what do you control? What do you not control in that pain? Um, that's where the progress comes because then once you have that frame of reference and that mindset, now you can look forward. You can start thinking, looking long-term and saying, like catching the landmines as they come, right? You can, I, I want to put, turn my attention towards this and not that you understand a lot more about yourself. Um, and so I think it's a hugely powerful quote, very succinct uh, quote that I try to live by now. And I try to instill in my kids like, Oh, you, you had a hard time at school or whatever. Like what happened? What do you control? What do you not? What can you learn from it? And then you go forward and you become you become smarter, you become more empathetic, uh, you make better decisions down the road. And that's all we can ask for, um, for ourselves to do as, as human beings is just to continue to learn, get back on the horse, as they say, try again and hope for a better outcome. Woo! Thank you so much. So we have three questions for you now, wonderful Michael Garden. And the three questions, first question is, will you come back again? Absolutely. This is fantastic. Woo, thank you. <laughs> number, number two, you have only 80 seconds to answer this question. 80. What is your most fervent desire? My most fervent desire. My most fervent desire is to have my three male children grow up to be hugely empathetic and passionate and uh, kids that are or adults that move the world forward in a positive way. That's wonderful. <laughs> number three, may I give you a hug in front of 362,848 <laughs> people around the world? Let me tell you what hug stands for. Most of the people who are listening before know this, but we'll do it again. Hug stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving.
Are you ready? Absolutely. One, two, three. <laughs> and you, wonderful you, who this show is all about, not even about Michael, great fellow, or even Barry Shaw, wonderful fellow, it's all about you, you you becoming the best you possible. That's why you tuned in consciously and conscientiously to The Joy of Living with your humble host, Barry Shaw, because you know we discussed the three fundamentals of life. Number one, life has purpose. And number two is you can go mad when you lead a purpose-driven life. Mad stands for make a difference. Number three is unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms like www what a wonderful world smile seeing miracles in life every day or seeing miracles in everyday life as my eight-year-old niece says create the kind of world you want to live in causing rethinking listen to michael causing rethinking enabling all to excel and then you'll be able to utilize the six most positive purposeful powerful words in the english language choice not chance determines your destiny Choice, as he did, not chance, determines your destiny. Use four-letter words. Love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, play, pray, swim, and tell the world to F you. Capital N, capital N. So after the show, you do that. Say, what did you get there? Say, listen to Barry Shore, the joy of living. He wants to teach the world to F you. Capital N, capital N. Remember to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, from now and the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. Kind stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. And we thank you. Our blessing from Michael and Barry is go forth. Live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Michael, don't go away, okay? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends, too. See you on the next episode.